Be Wealthy and Smart, episode 593. into a world of wealth and financial freedom without budgets, boredom, or bosses on Be Wealthy and Smart. And now, here's your host, Linda P. Jones. Welcome to Be Wealthy and Smart. I'm Linda P. Jones, America's Wealth Mentor, empowering women and men worldwide to financial freedom. On today's show, we're going to talk about why the decline in foreign investment in U.S. real estate And this comes from an article on PR Newswire that was printed on yahoo.com. This is according to an annual survey that the National Association of Realtors does, which found that foreign buyers purchased fewer U.S. existing homes from April 2018 through March 2019. And it says global economic growth, which increased in 2016 to 2017, slowed to 3.6% in 2018, and is on pace to taper from 3.6% to 3.3% in 2019. The National Association of Realtors Profile of International Transactions in U.S. Real Estate 2019 revealed that foreign buyers purchased $77.9 billion worth of U.S. existing homes from the 2019 survey reference period, a 36% decline from the level reached in the previous 12 months which was $121 billion versus $77.9 billion. Non-resident foreign buyers accounted for $33.2 billion of U.S. existing home sales, a 37% decline from the prior level of $53 billion. Resident foreign buyers, that is recent immigrants, purchased $44.7 billion of residential property, a 34% drop from the prior level of $67.9 billion. So here we have a 36, a 37, and a 34% drop in purchases from foreign investors in the U.S. Those are very big drops to have in one year. The article goes on to say the dollar volume of purchases saw a decline as the number of purchases, as well as the average price, decreased from the previous year as foreign buyers purchased in comparison to the levels during the previous 12 months. Foreign buyers were able to buy 183,100 properties at an average price of $426,100. A confluence of many factors, slower economic growth abroad, tighter capital controls in China, a stronger U.S. dollar, and a low inventory of homes for sale contributed to the pullback of foreign buyers, said Lawrence Yun, NAR chief economist. However, The magnitude of the decline is quite striking, implying less confidence in owning a property in the U.S. For the seventh consecutive year, China exceeded all other countries in terms of dollar volume of purchases, buying an estimated $13.4 billion worth of residential property, a 56% decline from the previous 12 months. The Chinese economy is growing at a slower pace compared to past years, slowing to 6.3% in 2019 compared to 6.9% in 2017. The Chinese government has also tightened the monitoring of dollar outflows since 2016 
to manage its foreign exchange reserves. Following China, the next top foreign buyer for 2019 was Canada at $8 billion, while Chinese investors and Canadian investors tied concerning the number of purchases On average, Chinese buyers bought properties at a higher price point. Therefore, China ranked ahead of Canada in terms of dollar volume. The third top international buyer was India at $6.9 billion. The United Kingdom was fourth at $3.8 billion. And in fifth was Mexico at $2.3 billion. Each of the top five buyers experienced a decline in the dollar volume of purchases. Wow. So, okay. China was number one, Canada, number two, then India, the UK and Mexico in terms of the top five foreign purchasers and the volume of Chinese purchases declined 56% in just the last 12 months. That's an enormous decline in a 12 month period. The article goes on to say following historical trends, Florida was at the epicenter of foreign investment. The state attracted 20% of foreign buyers. 42% of Canadians purchased property in Florida. Many Canadians and other foreigners found Florida so enticing because of its lenient tax laws, said Yun. Additionally, many Florida metro areas have an inventory of cheaper properties, relatively speaking, a combination that makes the state a very popular destination. California followed Florida, accounting for 12% of international purchases, 34% of Chinese buyers purchased property in California, which represents a decline from one year ago. The third most popular destination among international buyers was Texas at 10%, particularly desirable among Indian and Mexican buyers. Arizona accounted for 5% of international buyers, popular for Canadian and Mexican purchasers, followed by New Jersey at 4%. New Jersey appealed to a mix of international buyers, especially those from the United Kingdom. A few other significant destinations were North Carolina, Illinois, New York, and Georgia. Each of these states accounted for 3% of all foreign buyers. 44% of foreign buyers purchased in a suburban area, while 76% purchased single detached family homes and townhomes. The median purchase price for foreign buyers was $280,600, slightly higher than the $259,600 average for all U.S. existing homes sold. According to Yoon, the price difference is a reflection of the choice of location and the kinds of properties desired by foreign buyers. 8% of international buyers paid $1 million or more for their property, compared to just 3% of all U.S. existing home buyers. Resident foreign buyers those living in the U.S. either as recent immigrants or those holding visas for professional, educational, or other purposes, typically purchase properties at a slightly higher price point, $282,500, compared to non-resident foreign purchasers at $277,700. Even though numbers were lower this year than during the previous 12 months, international investors and buyers still spent and invested a great deal of money in U.S. real estate, said National Association, NAR, President John Smaby, a second-generation realtor from Edina, Minnesota, and broker at Edina Realty. Home buyers from across the globe know that the U.S. market is still a safe, secure, and promising place to invest. The survey also showed that international buyers are more likely to purchase their homes in cash than all existing home buyers. 41% of the reported transactions were all cash sales, in comparison to 21% for all existing home purchases during the 2019 assessment reference period. Yes, that 
actually is what I had heard is that foreigners were more likely to pay cash. A lot of times they have uh, currency restrictions to get money out of China, say. And so I had heard about Bitcoin being a popular strategy for the Chinese to get their money out of China and then get it here in the US out through their Bitcoin account. That might account for more of foreign buyers paying in cash. They're literally trying to get their cash out of China and other countries that make it difficult for people to take their money out. The article goes on to say, non-resident foreign buyers are more likely to pay in cash than resident foreign buyers who are more likely to acquire mortgage financing from US sources. 63% of non-resident foreign buyers had an all cash purchase transaction compared with 25% among resident foreign buyers. Canadian buyers who primarily live abroad were the most likely to pay all cash, 75%. The majority of Asian Indian buyers, most of whom resided in the U.S. as recent immigrants or visa holders, obtained a U.S. mortgage. Almost half of Chinese buyers made an all-cash purchase. NARS 2019 Profile of International Transactions in U.S. Residential Real Estate was conducted April 5th through May 3rd, 2019. And it just goes on to talk more about what was in the survey and how they actually handled the survey. So I'll just say end of article there since we don't really need to hear all those details. So I find this to be a very interesting article since we did have a lot of foreign money pouring into the United States and pushing up housing prices. And now we've seen this big decline among foreign buyers. Inventory is still tight, so we haven't seen as big of a change in prices as we could if there was more inventory because it would just exacerbate the inventory problem if there was one. But since there are hardly any homes for sale and inventory isn't so great, not everywhere, but in a lot of places, inventory is still very tight. This hasn't impacted the housing market prices as much as it could have. If it continues, we may see it affect housing prices, but for now, we'll just keep an eye on it and see how things go in the future. If you haven't yet subscribed to Be Wealthy and Smart, hit the subscribe button and you'll be updated as soon as new podcasts are available. And if you're interested in learning more about the VIP experience, my inner investing circle to get your money working harder for you without complexity and without overwhelm, fill out the short survey in the show notes and I'll set up a mutually convenient time for us to talk. That's all for today. Until next time, live the good life and be wealthy and smart. Thank you for listening to Be Wealthy and Smart with Linda P. Jones. Share the wealth and tell your family and friends about the show. Check out our website, blog, and social media for more riches at www.bewealthyandsmart.com.